Hello, welcome back to Cloisterbell. I'm Rob, I'm here with Liam. Hi Rob, hi everyone. Alright, how's it going? Uh, yes, very well, thank you. All is well. It's it's going. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. Good. Um, how's the listeners? You doing good? Hmm, seems to be 50-50. Some are good, some are her. Yeah. Um, well, welcome back to Cloisterbell. If you're new, hello. Um, we are a weekly podcast. We talk about Doctor Who um and our podcast is supported by our lovely patrons um so today we are talking about a new era story it's asylum of the daleks mm-hmm. mm. um before we talk about that how are you doing what have you been up to liam <laughs> i think this uh part of the podcast is going to be somewhat brief uh i'm very well just been cracking on on the normal uh it's been Mostly work uh, this week. A little bit of the uh, property stuff because uh, last podcast uh, had the, the great news that I've bought a property. Um, so that's still ongoing. Solicitors, blah de blah de blah, all that. That's going quite well. Uh, other than that, um, not much really. Uh, haven't done as much reading as I would have liked. Haven't really haven't really watched a lot of television so yeah (laughs) how about you Uh, i've been watching a bit of big brother my wife's been watching it um it's on channel three now used to be on four then it was on five now it's on itv oh i didn't know that okay um but you know i in fact i had no idea that the the show had come back someone uh, at work today actually mentioned that um that it was on, and that was the first time. I was just like, oh, they're still making that thing, and because uh, they were talking about like there's different reality TV shows still going on, and they were talking about that, uh, which they not really my thing, but it did sound really fun, and people are enjoying watching them. But when it came to Big Brother, just someone's just said that they watched a bit of it, they found it really tedious and just irritating, and couldn't watch any more of it. Sounds about right. That's every Big Brother to ever, <laughs> ever been out. <laughs> But I remember the, the the very first series when it came out in, oh, when would that have been? 2000? I think it was 99, 2000. Um, I hadn't caught the start of it, but I was sat outside, you know, the punch bowl. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was talking about it. Um, I, you know, I was just a kid back then. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, excuse. But, but I thought, this, this sounds really interesting. So I went and checked it out. Mm-hmm. And it was... It was like on a smaller scale back then. Like when someone was leaving the house, they would just come out the fire exit at the side mm. and everyone else would just run out as well. And then they kind of upped the game for the second or third series. In fact, I remember you ran off home to because you were excited Series 3 was starting. Really? I don't remember Series 3. Yeah. I remember, um... it, that was the one with Jade Goody. And oh. everyone was like, oh... Why is he bothering with that? So you ran off. And then five minutes later, it was just bubbling inside me. I thought, I want to watch that. So I just ran off home as well. <laughs> I've got no... I remember watching uh, the first two series. Because back then it was a novelty. And it, it, it was absolutely massive. And I remember the... Um, I've forgotten who it was now, but there was some famous uh, dance DJs at the time who made the, the theme tune. 
and all fairness it's a it's a good theme tune and yeah there was all that was massive i remember watching the first series and the second i have no memory of watching the third but i must have done because if jade goody was in the third series uh you know everyone knew who she was but i think i must uh, i definitely didn't watch anything beyond that uh all right okay but i do i do remember you could watch more lives back then like on e4 you could watch live all day and you could even press the interactive button and switch cameras. And no, didn't know that. you know and occasionally it would just be noises of birds because someone was swearing. And then you'd watch like a trial in real time over a space of a few hours. And then the the actual show would be on and you'd have to watch it again. Well I remember the Yeah, the joys. The, the... <laughs> The joys. And do you remember because uh, this was serious television uh, back in the day? Do you remember when they had um, psychiatrists to yeah. talking about it? Just go the, the psychological aspect of the. <laughs> that I think at some point they must have ditched the pretense of that. And, yeah, but. Lost its thing. What series is this? I don't know. There's an eviction on. Right. Um. I don't know. Let me check. No, no, I'm not that interested. I was just curious. Not that bothered. Uh, watching anything else? Uh, me and Alona watched The Suicide Squad. We watched a bit last night and a bit this morning. That would be the semi-sequel slash reboot by James Gunn. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It's the one with Peter Capaldi. Oh, okay. Um, I, I wasn't that first the first time round. I thought, oh, that was fairly average. And then we had the James Gunn Peacemaker TV show with John Cena, which I thought was amazing, which kind of was a spin-off to that. Um, But yeah, going back to it now, I I, I really enjoyed The Suicide Squad second time around. Oh, right, okay. Good, good. Um, Not a great deal else. I was watching... No, I wasn't watching. I was reading... Uh, an Evil Dead graphic novel this week. Um, just getting my Evil Dead fix, and it's about it. But I've been working a six-day week, so yeah. Likewise, I haven't done much since I last spoke to you. Yeah, yeah. It has been uh, has been a very busy week, actually. Yeah. In fact, I was a bit late getting one of the patron things online. It was like a day and a half late. Ooh, okay. Just because I'd been. Um, Kind of, my hands were tied with work, but you know what? I think we're um, we're okay now. At at the time of recording, we've got two patron early access episodes pre-scheduled, so I think we're okay. Yeah, we've uh, we've upped our game. We seem to be doing quite well. So, um, what's coming up today? We yeah, we were talking about Asylum of the Daleks. Mm -hmm. Is there any Doctor Who news? Since we last spoke, because I know the dates have been announced. Did we discuss that last week? Yes, we did. But when we were recording that, I think it was the only thing I had said was that we it, it looked unlikely that an episode would be broadcast on the 23rd. It'd probably be on the the Saturday, which has been confirmed. So, yeah. Um, uh, what is it? Is it the 25th of November? Then going into yes. the first two Saturdays of December. That's right, yeah. We do know that Russell T. Davis has rustled up a fourth special of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that will make us fizz, apparently, whatever that means. <laughs> but um, could that be a mini episode on the day? Who knows? Uh, no idea. I think there's. We, we seem to be getting uh, s- some more confirmation with regards to uh, documentaries. I think there's... Um... Documentaries? Yes. So uh, I know that... I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. Uh, there's going to be a uh, a documentary on BBC Radio. Um, now, I heard that there was going to be a documentary focusing on classic Doctor Who presented by David Tennant. Um, but that was a while ago. I haven't heard anything since then. But I know that there is a there's another documentary that's been confirmed, and I think uh, RTD is going to be heavily involved in it. I think it may actually be something focusing on his love of the show, but I think it's it's still up in the air at the moment. I think I read somewhere today that some of the lost stories will be going to BBC Sounds in like podcast format. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. As well. Um, so we'd kind of thought, will they be going to iPlayer in some capacity? But yeah, maybe not. There's still still no word on the animated ones, but we'll see. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it for the news, just the dates that have been confirmed. And the 25th of December, will we be getting a Christmas special? I know they said we will be, but I'm guessing that's on the day, yeah? I assume so, yeah, because again, there, hasn't be, there doesn't seem to be any further news on that. But Yeah, so well, last year we were like, we'll just take every December off. We can't do that now. It's going to be mental. (laughs) Oh, God. More Doctor Who to review. (sighs) And last year we did an advent calendar on the website. Um, Are we not doing that this year? It's a nice idea, Rob. It was a lot of fun. It's a nice idea. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was. And it was... See, what I liked about it more than anything was hearing uh, the contributions from, from other podcasters. That was the bit that I really liked, yeah. but um, it was a bit of a headache. To that was really nice, like, but especially it, with it was, <laughs> especially with regards to so our stuff. And uh, you reminded me of something which I think I completely blocked from my memory, and I, I'd forgotten the absolute cringe of us singing Christmas songs. Oh, we need to do that again. No, we don't, Rob. Yes, we do. We'll put it to a nope, vote. No, nope. this isn't a democracy, Rob. Think of it as a Christmas album. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think there'll be much market for that, Rob. Oh. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about page, Patreon at the end of the podcast, but you can um, go on there for early access. And um, I think we've got a mug on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anything new on the website? We've got our new forum. Are, are you? Um, are, have you posted anything on there today? I know I mentioned it on WhatsApp. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I will be logging on later on to, uh, today. It's just uh, uh, because when go I go on, to... go say hello to Grant. He's on there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I will do. It's a definitely. I just haven't had time to so far today. So fair enough. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll go on to the story if you'd like, Lane. Yeah, go on then. Okay, so insane Daleks are about to escape the Dalek Asylum, where they are kept. The rest of the Daleks call on their greatest enemy, the Doctor, along with his companions Amy Pond and Rory Williams to lower their d- the defences so they can destroy the asylum. Can the Doctor save the day? 
along with his companion's marriage, um, as easy as he as he can fix his bow tie. So, uh, cast and crew for this one: the Doctor, of course, Matt Smith, Amy Pond, Karen Gillan, Rory Williams, Arthur Darvall, Oswin, uh, Jenna Louise Coleman. Do you say Jenna Louise Coleman or Jenna Jenna Coleman? I thought it was just Jenna Coleman. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> we have Dala, Anna Maria, Mars, Marin, 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 Marinka, <laughs> Cassandra. Oh, where would our podcast be without you mispronouncing names, Rob? Carry on. Maybe I should start rehearsing this. Um, uh, maybe. To me, this is just new information. Cassandra was Naomi Ryan, Harvey, David, JC, maybe. Uh, Voice of the Daleks, Nick Briggs, and Dalek 1 and 2, Barnaby, Ed- uh, Barnaby Edwards, and Nicholas Pegg. Written by Moff and directed by <laughs> Nick Haran. So there was a prequel to this episode, which was about two and a half minutes, and it, it is like a dream sequence. Do you remember in Capaldi's first story called Deep Breath? And we had uh, a telepathic conference with River Song. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like that. Um, so, you know, in this story, we have a Dalek agent on Scarrow. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, when the doctor's there, he says, I got your message. So in this prequel, she comes to him in like a cloaked with a funny voice. And um, the doctor gradually realizes he's in a dream and she gives them the coordinates for Scarrow. That's pretty much it. But there was a prequel to series seven called Pond Life. I believe you watched that, yeah? Yes, I think I think I watched one of them because are there a few of them? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Yes, I watched it, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in this one, Pond Life that I watched serves as a prequel to the series and the episode. Um, and in it, we have like the life of Amy and Rory over the course of a year. Um, the Doctor nipping in and out, leaving messages on the voicemail. And it's basically them living the lives in the house that the Doctor gave them. But by the end of it, we see Amy kicking Rory out the house. Which kind of leads into this because all of a sudden, Amy and Rory are no longer together. Hmm. So we'll get on to the story now. The Doctor meets this informant on Scarrow, who turns out to be a Dalek sleeper agent um, and acquires the Doctor. So is this the first time we've seen Scarrow on screen? Because, of course, we had last time we saw it in the classic series was Remembrance of the Daleks which was supposedly destroyed. Mm-hmm. Then we saw it in the TV movie. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, We did. And I think we saw it in one of the adventure games on the BBC website um, with the new Paradigm Daleks there. But yeah, this is the first time we've seen it on screen, isn't it? In, in new Doctor Who, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, of course, in the, in the new era. And we see the citadel all kind of in ruins, and there's a giant, a giant Dalek that that they're in. Um, so the Doctor meets this Dalek sleeper agent. Um, cool concept because they've got this nanotech, which takes over people in the asylum. And I guess the same things happened here. This lady 
is claiming that her daughter's in a Dalek camp and the dark, the doctor's like, well, how do you escape? And that's when we kind of realised and we have the, the eye stalk coming out of her head. Oh, and the gun out of her hand as well. That was pretty cool. Um, what do you think of this? Uh, well, I remember when I when this was first broadcast, I wasn't particularly keen on it. But actually, coming back to to rewatch it now, um, I wouldn't say like I'm I'm a massive fan of it, but I didn't mind it as I, as I once did. Um, yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah, the the noises were cool, a bit cracking out the head. Um, hmm. so I guess it's a bit grotesque in that way, but it's quite similar to the Dalek agents agents that we had in um, Resurrection because they had the bike helmets on with the eye stalks, didn't they? Yes, that's true. But I think uh, with that, they were um, oh yeah, the mercenaries. Uh, the only time that I've ever seen... Th- I, th- I think it's probably just like modernising the equivalent of what was the Robo-Men in the Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, the, this idea of a, a Dalek agent would kind of be important to the plot later on. So this brings us back to Earth. So we have... Rory coming to see Amy. She's um, at a photo shoot. I think haven't we seen uh, like a poster of Amy at some point? Was it in the? Was it in one of the James Corden episodes? Yeah, uh, closing time. I think it's called. Right. Okay. And we saw like a poster of her in a in a shop, mm-hmm. which kind of alluded to this. So, Rory arrives with like divorce papers or something. And then he kind of dashes off. And then, just like the Doctor, Rory is acquired. I'm sorry, Amy is. And then Rory is on the bus. Um, Because, of course, the Doctor needs his companions. Um, I presume they took the TARDIS as well. Because it ends up on... In the Parliament at the end. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I I think so. They must have done. I don't Um, remember seeing it at the start of the episode, to be honest. Yeah, it was funny because um, when when I was uh, searching for the the ep- uh, for this episode to watch, I got the series the series mixed up because oh, uh, right. I, I like I remember the the episode uh, from from when I first watched it, but I thought oh it must be series six. Oh no no no, no it's definitely not series five. Oh it's series seven. And then when I was having a look at series seven, um, I I was just ooh. Um, series seven is not one of my favorites, and um, and when I because st- I, I this is only the second time that I've seen Asylum of the Daleks. I watched it the once when it was first broadcast, and I thought, well, that's me done. I don't need to watch that again. Um, when I was first watching it uh, for the purposes of the podcast, it was just like, oh yeah, uh, oh I really, I don't like um, the. I remember it's like, oh yeah, Amy's a model. I don't like that. Uh, th- th- Rory and Amy are getting divorced. I don't like that. And actually, the fact that you know, and the fact that uh, they're not always traveling with the Doctor. And f- for me, the beginning of the episode actually demonstrates how all of this is utterly pointless because the fact that the Doctor, Amy, and Rory are going through a divorce doesn't impinge on the story in any in any meaningful way it gets mentioned a couple of times and the fact that the doctor you know is saying a few things that he needs to do to save the day which includes uh, amy and rory getting married uh, sorry uh, saving their marriage but 
other than that sort of like paying lip service to this idea it's not it doesn't really fun it, it it doesn't really develop in any sort of like meaningful way and they're, they're back together again at the end of the episode which we knew i don't know it's just it, I, I don't think it's particularly satisfying i didn't like it um and there was something else i was going to mention Oh, yes. And the fact that they're not always traveling with the doctor, but the fact that in the space of two minutes of the episode being established, they're reunited and traveling with the doctor again. Because, yep, that renders that whole idea utterly pointless. I'm not sure I, I, I agree. Like, I liked I liked that it showed that they drifted apart only to come back together kind of stronger. Um, and that uh, the life is a mix of both settling down and traveling over the years. Because they were quite young when we got to meet them in the 11th hour, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they must be a lot older by the end of this, do you think? I think so, yeah. Um, because they, I don't think they themselves even know how long they've been travelling. But I can kind of understand how you were confused, like, which series this is. Because I totally forgot this series was bloody chopped into two halves. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I, I think that... The, there's a lot of mess with series seven and that was definitely one of them it, it felt a bit weird and i knew that i think when we were going into series seven we knew that amy and rory were going to leave and that there was a new um companion going to be introduced mm. uh, now i think that what probably was a reveal of who the new companion was going to be um, prior to Asylum of the Daleks being broadcast, if the, I remember I think that, that was yeah, the case. yeah, because but she she's introduced and I'm like, oh, that's the new girl. Ah, yes, right, okay. Well, you were much more on the ball than I was because when I first watched Asylum of the Daleks, I I wasn't aware of that, so I just thought it was just like this one rand, this right, okay. random one off character, and then later on when she pops up in the series, I go, she looks familiar. <laughs> And then I think they actually make a direct reference later on to Asylum of the Dogs. Went, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it really, uh, it really messed with my expectations of like how the episode was going to get concluded. Like, if if you can put the pieces together, you kind of know what the surprise is going to be at the end. Mm-hmm. But because I knew she was going to stick with the show, I thought, ah, but that can't be the case. And then I was really confused. Hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of knowing that she was going to stick with the show really, really um, did confuse me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's weird that this whole series was fragmented. It was like the next series, we're going to split it in half, put it over two years. So I think this was the back end of 2012. Um, So the first half of the series includes a Christmas special and the first half. Then we get another Christmas special in the middle. Um. And then we get the rest of the series. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was maybe March or April time, and then we had a few months break before the night of the Doctor. I, hmm. But I don't know the reasoning for them doing this. Do you think it was just to accommodate for time for sorry the the day of the Doctor, not the night of the Doctor? Oh, I have no idea. I think it was a bizarre idea. I don't think it was a success. Yeah. And then we get to the anniversary and it's like, okay, Clara's an an established companion. But then when you look back, she's only had like five or six episodes Hmm. and rather than a full series. So it's weird. Anyway, back to the story. So 
the the three of them wake up and they're kind of in space the platform rises and they are in the dalek parliament and this is i guess the new paradigm empire uh, however they've scrapped the big bulky daleks apart from maybe having one or two there and they're back to using the bronze one mm. um and we've spoke about this when we uh, reviewed victory of the daleks about how they didn't stick with this, this idea and did a U-turn on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, the se- I've never really changed my mind on this. It's just, uh, I can understand uh, some people could just go, oh, okay, new design of the Daleks. It may take a little bit while to get to get used to them. But whatever idea that they had i wish they stuck with it because the whole you have this whole story with victory of the daleks which is to introduce this new element to the daleks and it seemed interesting i would i really would like to have seen them stick with their guns have the conviction of their ideas and have carried on with it um rather than oh people don't seem to like it we will therefore completely ditch them um as you say and then just have have them sort of appear in in this story, Asylum of the Daleks, and then really they're not seen again. It could, you know, it's just like you've come up with this idea. You you really good. You could have actually convinced us it was a good idea, but uh, I, I, I'm disappointed yeah. that they didn't do it. I I would have preferred it if they they actually did what they wanted to do with them. But never mind. And also, this this episode was highly advertised as bringing back some really good classic Daleks. The special, yes, special weapons Dalek, a few others. <laughs> yeah. Um and if you squint, you can just about make them out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the other thing as well. Um there was huge expectation um with the the idea of the story. Uh, and this this concept of, of Daleks which are um for what of a better term, mental and stuck in this asylum. And they're so dangerous that even normal Daleks are scared of them. It's like, okay, that's an interesting idea. And you bring in some of the the old version of the Daleks. Oh, that's really good. <gasps> the special weapons Daleks and all the rest of it. It's just it got everyone really, really excited. And then you're watching this story and just going, I think I saw <laughs> it glimpsed in the background. What? It was so so disappointing at the time, yeah. Because the publicity of it really made a big deal about it, and then it's not really a fact. It's not even an element of the story. Um, and I think a lot of people, include myself included, were extremely disappointed. Go, but what was all that about? Knowing that now, how you know, rewatching the episode, it didn't bother me as much. But yeah, but it, it it does sort of like, well, what's the point? But never mind. False <laughs> advertising. Yeah, ma- yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the we also get the Dalek Prime Minister. <laughs> it's just a big blob in a jaw. Now the Daleks ask, ask the Doctor to save them, and he's like, "What?" So yeah, that's that's kind of um, the the whole pre-title sequence. So after the titles, we meet Oswin, this new character by Jenna mm-hmm. Coleman, and she's barricaded herself in a room making audio logs, making souffles, and she's barricaded the door because the Daleks are trying to enter. Mm -hmm. So back in the Parliament room, 
Amy's kind of making a commentary on the Doctor's body language, which I thought was fun. It's nice that she kind of knows him by now. Yes. And yeah, he's counting the exits, counting the Daleks. Now he's looking at it, it, looking at us, thinking what's wrong because we stood so apart, and how could he saw it? And he saw now his bow tie. Um, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he does set a plan in motion to fix Amy and Rory as well. <laughs> so they get sent down to the asylum, and um, because there's a signal coming up, it's music from. Oswin Oswald, I have to remember to say, not Clara. And she's seemingly shipwrecked there. So they go down, they're just thrown down to the planet. The Yeah, Amy lands in the snow where she comes across a survivor. Did this come across as a bit ominous to you initially? Uh, not initially, because the, the, the man just seems to be do, doing his own thing. Uh, perfectly innocently and he's I mean it was odd that it, it's not something that you would expect it on the uh, to be on the planet um, just go oh, what, what on earth is he doing there but he he see, he didn't seem he didn't seem initially threatening no no not at all and the doctor also lands and he speaks to Oswin again because she's hacked these Dalek eye stalk cameras that popping up popping out the snow Mm-hmm. But poor Rory, he's fell underground. He's with all these dormant Daleks. Um, and he's just kind of pushing them around. Wakes one of them up. Uh, um, But then we get this great scene where he's like, are you after eggs? <laughs> Do you want these? <laughs> yeah. And he's picking up the Daleks' balls. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was good. You could have said spheres, Rob. Yeah, hemispheres. Yeah. <laughs> so with this survivor in the snow, he takes him to the crashed ship, and it's the same ship that Oswin arrived on. And he says they crashed maybe like 12 days ago. And when they go inside, <laughs> it's just full of corpses. Um. So he's trying to talk to the crew, but they're long dead. And that's when he realizes, yeah, he was frozen outside. And now he's this Dalek operative now. So uh, Amy and the Doctor do a runner further into the ship. But that's when they found out that Amy and Rory and the Doctor had these wristbands on before they went down. So they weren't affected by the the nanites on the planet. But it turns out one of the zombies has just got got it, and he's like, <laughs> just kind of waving it in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Amy's like, oh, crap, I've lost mine now. So she's a goner. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide, decide to head down below into the asylum. So when they get down, the doctor's wondering why he can't see Oswin. So we get these questions asked early on. Throughout the story, did you start to piece things together? Uh, a little bit. I think, funnily enough, because there's a couple of times when... Because uh, the, the whole th- thing is that um, this character, Oswin, she's able to make souffles. And the doctor asks, where are you getting the milk? And, you know, it's well, funnily enough, I was asking myself the same question. Um, 
and generally I was, but I remember the first time when I watched this, I was like, where are you getting the ingredients from? Then the doctor mentions it, and says, okay, fair. but he mentions it a few times. It's going, right, okay, this is obviously a point. And then that whole scene with the do- with uh, the dogs going, eggs, and Rory's going, eggs, and there's the whole thing, and then eggs turns into exterminate, and you're kind of going, is that yeah. just Stephen Moffat doing a strange pun on how the beginning of X exterminate sounds a bit like eggs um but at that point it's like mm, hang on wait a second is and uh, is oswin inside a dalek and then because when you look at the the room that she's supposedly in and i think it's a really good uh set design the way that it's sort of like looks and it's all sefer- uh, spherical and sort of in the shape of the top dome of a Dalek and it's like maybe you so yeah you, you do slowly start to, to, to piece it together but um not wishing to jump too far ahead Rob but um it, it doesn't diminish the reveal at the end of the episode but we'll, we'll... it doesn't no no uh, how how about you um at the time I honestly don't remember I, I remember maybe considering it but not Mm. quite believing it because I thought she was gonna um, stay with the show so my expectations kind of maybe stopped me from definitely Mm. thinking oh that's the case yeah I I could see that but as I said before it was the fact that I missed a massive uh, piece of information which was just that this person's gonna be the new companion Uh, (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't aware of that information when I first watched it. So, yeah, don't know how. <laughs> I think I was more I think I was more uh, focused on the uh, the publicity of all yeah. these classic Daleks supposedly returning. Oh yeah, you got to pay attention to everything, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, yeah. yeah. So Amy starts hallucinating. There's a room of Daleks, but she she sees a room of ballerinas and strange, just random people walking around. Um. And the doctor thinks this is um, because she's hallucinating because of the the nanotech that's invading her body and and changing mm. her, changing well, her. Well, I thought that 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 was a I thought that was another clue actually to to what was going on with Oswin because when her when she is introduced into the episode, the first thing that we see in her room is the ballerina. <gasps> we do see the ballerina, um, and then when. Uh, Amy is hallucinating. What does she see, Rob? She sees a ballerina. Um, so, th- so I thought, oh, there's the fact that Amy's hallucinating. There's something to do with the perception of the ballerina in Osmond's room. Okay, and obviously these people are. We know that what she's seeing as as humans are actually Daleks. So I remember that as well. So straight after this, the Doctor and Amy finally meet up with Rory and um, then they kind of move on. So the Doctor wonders why Oswin hasn't been converted um, by the by the nano stuff, which is a really good question. But she, she says that um, she's just shielded from it. So he's a mm-hmm. bit sceptical of that. So there's definitely some questions out there at this stage. Um, but the Doctor has a plan. Oswin will drop the shield and they'll all teleport teleport back to the Dalek ship, which is the closest thing nearby, 
before the Daleks blow up the planet. But, you know, why should Oswin trust them? So she demands that they rescue her first, um, which is smart, because, yeah. of course, they, they, could, they could leave her behind. So the Doctor tells Amy um, to fight the conversion by not letting them subtract the love from her. When do you think the Doctor put the bracelet on her? Do you think it was before or after the ballerina? That's a good question. Uh, not sure. Not sure. <laughs> it must have been because it must have been that time when she was asleep. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. So Rory offers her his bracelet. Mm-hmm. And I quite like this scene because he says it'll take longer on him because he says, you and I both know I love you more. <laughs> Because he's he reminds her, you know, he he stood outside of a uh, outside of a box for two thousand years, and she just slaps him, and yeah, I, I really like Karen Gillan's performance here when she's she's saying, you know, um, well, you wanted kids, and and then she's struggling to say the words, but you know, she says, and I can't have kids anymore, um, mm. and she thinks that's because of what they did to her. It, demons run when she um when she had river so this is this is where the whole thing does a u-turn where we had we had them to being divorced um turns out it was for this reason and you know um the relationship's been tough now they're back together um but do you not see this as good progression do you think it was just a weird u-turn I think it was a weird U-turn. I, th- I think it's something that was introduced to the series and it doesn't add anything at all. In fact, Stephen Moffat tends to... Yeah, I mean, he introduces these these characters and everyone... Well, the vast, not everyone, but the vast majority of people really love these characters, Amy and Rory. And they're good characters and good actors playing the parts as well. But Stephen Moffat did, did some weird stuff with these characters. The fact that... Um, completely out of left field amy comes onto the doctor in um in one of the episodes in series five and and then we have the whole thing of the doctor going well this is weird you're about to get married we need i need to help use to get your relationship back together again and mm. he does that and they get married and they travel and th- there is a little bit of awkwardness between the two char- uh, between the three characters because of this but that gets resolved so to, to, to have them, uh, for it to establish that they are divorced and then to reestablish that, oh, that, that, that they're back together again and everything's fine within this. I don't know, it just seems a bit gratuitous, especially given everything that has already happened in their relationship. Uh, now, I do completely agree with you, Rob, that uh, that scene between them uh, is really nice, particularly with the performances. But when I was watching it uh, for this podcast, uh Think about that scene, and given the fact that uh, Amy is going through this process of changing her into a Dalek uh, sleeper agent, and it's established that one of the things that they do is remove the element of love. So what Rory has to do is remind Amy that they are in a loving relationship. And say that they weren't divorced at the beginning of the episode. They were still a married couple. This scene would still work. It would, Don't you yeah. think? Well, yeah. 
Yeah, so the, the, they didn't need to be apart. No, they didn't. No. But, you know, Liam, that's just life. <laughs> <laughs> Are you quoting Amy? No, did she say that? Yeah, yeah, she did. Oh, At some yeah. point in the episode, yeah. So, yeah, to, to be honest, that's the... the I, they've already gone through this absolute uh, tanglement of a relationship. Finally, it was settled. Then Stephen Moffat goes, you know what? Let's temporarily divorce them. <laughs> and it just goes, but there's no need. It doesn't add anything. So that's what I mean. That I don't, I don't like, I don't like the idea because it it's just crass. And personally, I think it's crap. And as I said, it doesn't add anything to the characters or the story. Because as I said, this scene that we're talking about, where it's them reminding each other of their love for one another, that would still work had they not been divorced. In fact, to be perfectly honest, I think it would have been much more, be much more powerful because we know what they're trying to save. That you know, Amy's humanity and the love that they have for one another. So back to the story. Um, the Doctor's getting ever closer to Oswin. He must pass pass through intensive care first, and all the Daleks who have lived and survived him are there. So we've got Daleks from Spyridon, Kemble, Vulcan, to name a few, mm-hmm. and they begin to wake up because he's there. Yeah, they, they're going to get him, so he's keen to get into the room with Oswin. But, you know, she's got a plan to hold them back. So the Daleks are part of a hive mind, which the, the Doctor calls this path web. So, you know, she, she can she can hack anything Dalek, apparently. So she goes into that and erases, erases the memory of the Doctor altogether from the Daleks. Mm-hmm. They don't recognise him anymore. So they just kind of go go back to sleep, I guess. Um, this is where o- Oswin opens the door, and this is where the Doctor sees the the real problem, and we have a slow reveal that she's a Dalek. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. Even if at this stage you knew it was coming, it was still such a great reveal. Yeah, very much so. Again, uh, th- this reveal. Uh... It's 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 definitely one aspect of the story I think is well written, well directed. I like the the use of the shots, building up to the reveal, uh, and I love the performances as well. It's just it's just you know, the it's it's perfect how it's done. They couldn't have done it any better. Yeah, when the doctor walks in and the cameras kind of leaning off to the left, and mm-hmm. there's the doctor's gaze, but we can't quite see it. And Oswin's like, you know, come on in. And he he says, like, oh, the trauma was so much that she kind of imagined this, this uh, this whole dream of hers, that she was fine. Like a coping mm. mechanism, I guess. Um, But that was good, yeah. Um, Yeah, there was, n- there was no eggs, just Dalek balls. Um, and yeah. this is when she, her her Dalekness kind of starts to break out. Um, she breaks into eggs, terminates. Um, but you know her her humanity prevails, and we, we um, she kind of lets the doctor go. So mm-hmm. she kind of says that the Daleks had grown stronger be- out of their fear of him, which she kind of knew. Which is interesting, isn't it? Like. It's a bit like the doctor's a danger, so 
they're arming themselves more. It's like giving the police some guns so the criminals arm themselves even more. <laughs> yeah. She drops the force field to let him run. Um, she's like, yeah, run, you clever boy. And remember. Um, and she kind of looks off to the camera, too. Was she kind of having a sly look at us, like telling us to remember, too? Didn't work on you, though. <laughs> no, it didn't. I'm immune to incredibly obvious things. So Amy and Rory kiss because they're back together now and the doctor returns. So they all teleport back to the Dalek Asylum. Sorry, no, they teleport up to the Parliament as the Asylum is destroyed. The doctor is clever enough to teleport back up to the TARDIS where he pops his head out um, to speak to the Daleks one last time. Yeah, it's, it's apparent that they have forgot who he is. So they all start start asking, you know, Doctor Who. Again, something else that Stephen Moffat introduces into the story, which turns out to be utterly <laughs> pointless. In fact, he tends to have a habit of this. He introduced these new paradigm Daleks, does nothing with them. Then he introduces, well, let's have the Daleks uh, forget the Doctor and re-establish uh, their relationship. Um no, that's completely thrown out the window. and Because he, he says to them, you'll never stop asking. <laughs> uh, yes, they do end up stop asking because they know who he is by the time that they next appear. So that's utterly useless. And then, of course, the, the big one is um, the Doctor The doctor doesn't know where Gallifrey is in uh, the Day of the Doctor. And that's the whole new thing. He'll have to find Gallifrey. And he finds Gallifrey five minutes later when he turns into Peter Capaldi. It's just, oh, for goodness yeah, sake. Yeah, weren't they saying, like, after the day of the Doctor, this is setting up the next 50 years of the show where he's going to spend all this time looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> no. and, I thought, and I thought, yeah, that's quite a good idea. No. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake, Stephen Moffat, why are you introducing these ideas just to throw them away five minutes later? You maniac. So he does a U-turn on that, brings Gallifrey, Gallifrey back, you know, oh, okay, he messed up, but at least it's back. Then Chibnall just blows it all up. <laughs> Only for Russell T. Davis to probably bring it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, next we'll see it, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who mm. showrunners, what mm. all they like. Mm. So, Amy and Rory return home, back to life, and... The Doctor boards the TARDIS and he just runs around shouting Doctor Who. Subtle. Yeah. I mean, I hope the majority of viewers understand that it's a question because do you find you spend a bit of time explaining to people that that's not his name? No. No. Have you? Yeah. All right. You know, like that, I just kept, over the years, I feel like I keep having to say to people, that's not his name. They're like, is it not? No. (laughs) But it was, Rob. It was clearly Doctor Who when he was William Hartnell's Doctor. Yeah, I suppose. In fact, uh, that's one of the uh, one of the things that uh, I liked in what should have been Peter Capaldi's final story, the Cyberman story, you know, with Missy at the beginning. I'm she... Doctor Who. Yes, I'm Doctor Who. <laughs> I just go, <laughs> just go, why are you calling yourself Doctor Who? That's not his name. It's like... Yes, he is. He used to call... He used to, he used to call himself Doctor Who because it thought... <laughs> He thought it made himself mysterious. I did like all that. I thought it was quite funny. Um, and Cushing yeah. was who? Yes, Peter Cushing was definitely Doctor Who, yeah. He was, yeah. It's cool. 
Do you think um, in Silence of the Library, when River Song whispered his name, she just went, who? <laughs> yes, because that whole th- that that end scene where it's between her and uh, Tennant's doctor, where he's going, you know, when it's really intense, he's just going, I, I you said my name. I, I don't only <laughs> say my name. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, there's only one reason why. Like, yeah, it's who. Yeah. Really, yeah. everyone knows it. <laughs> Do you remember in uh, the episode, I forgot which episode, it's a Matt Smith one, where you've got some blue head in a box for some reason. And it's just like, oh, uh, yeah. th- it's, uh, the question that uh, that no one must ask, Doctor Who? And it's just going, God, this show's getting really meta. <laughs> a bit too on the nose. It's a bit mad. So that's that. So we're going to move on to our... <laughs> Our polling station now. Yeah. Um, each week we run a polling station on our website, cloistervelopodcast.com, where everyone can visit and give their feedback on the stories. So let's just visit that now. So this is our results for Asylum of the Daleks. And of all of you who voted, it's 100% good. Really? Really? Ah. Ah. I'm so... so surprised. Uh, I am surprised. Yes. So surprised, I'm going to check. <laughs> Go on. I'm not lying. Bloody hell. No, you're not. It is. It's 100% good. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's not just one person that voted. <laughs> No, it's not. Right, okay. Ah. Any feedback this week? Uh, yes. Uh, do you want to read them out? Uh, do you want me to read them out? Yeah, you can read them out. Okay, so Sonia, who's one of our uh, dedicated listeners, has said, I remember when I watched it for the first time, it was jarring that Amy and Rory were broken up and that Amy was a supermodel lady. <laughs> I enjoy this episode... Oh, for God's sake, Rob, can you not get rid of these sodding spiders on this bloody website? I already did, Liam. They're still there. They're they're really in your house. Shit, that's scary. Right, I'll start again. Uh, I remember when I watched it for the first time. It was during that Amy and Rory were broken up and that Amy was a supermodel lady. I enjoyed this episode. Os- Oswin Oswald is the best version of Clara. It's a great twist, and I feel like I'm interested and invested the whole episode. Very cool to see so many Daleks at once. I love this TARDIS team too, so it's easy to enjoy. Uh, thanks yeah. for... Th- Sorry, I'm not hesitating. Just got to, uh, are those spiders the, freaking you out still? Sorry. The, 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 the spiders, they're not creeping me out. They're just seriously teeing me off. And it's... Uh, <laughs> uh, right. W- and Lorelei Gilmore has said, oh, she's asked us a question, Rob. Okay. Who has better hair, Matt Smith or David Tennant? That's very suspicious. Um, that's the name of a character from a TV show me and my wife love. Interesting. Interesting. Um, who has better hair, Matt Smith or David Tennant? <sighs> See... Um, mine's a bit. Mine today is a bit David Tennanty. Um, not intentionally. <laughs> I'd like to point out. <laughs> right. 
Matt Smith's is a bit of a massive comb over. <laughs> mm. That's not how I would describe it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or a massive fringe. I don't know. <laughs> Who has better hair? I don't know. I'm going to go with David Tennant on on some occasions when it's longest. <laughs> See, I think it's Matt Smith. To me, I think David Tennant's hair is overrated and just clearly full of hair product. Matt Smith's hair just looks nice and uh, it's got nice volume to it. Without, To me, it doesn't look like it's got as, as so much hair product as mm. David Tennant's. I think it's Matt Smith's personally. Whose do you think smells better? Well, there's only one way to find out is actually uh, meet David Tennant and Matt Smith and sniff their hair. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Um, yeah, we could only speculate, but yeah, we'll have to find out. Yeah, um, yeah my speculation is, is generally I think Matt Smith would smell better than David Tennant. David Tennant's just going to smell like brule cream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Rob, uh how would you how would you rate this story? I would definitely rate it a good. Would I've, you know? Yeah, I've got I, I'm not really fussed about the whole Amy Rory thing. It happens. <laughs> um well one thing I will definitely say for, for me is that I uh, I much preferred watching this uh this episode the second time round because uh, I remember not, really not liking it uh when it was first broadcast. Um I I enjoyed it much more this time round. Um but I would rate it average. Uh oh, really? Yeah. There are elements of the story which I really do not like. Uh which we've touched on those. I don't like how the story is introduced. I don't like the the Rory Amy dynamic of them being divorced. I don't think it really adds anything to their development or anything to the story. Uh but there are moments in this story which I do really like. There are there are really great scenes and really good ideas. I think actually, um, I would say the first ten minutes of the the episode are where I really have an issue with, and then following that, I think the story's really good. And there were there were moment there were moments in the story when I was really invested in the in the scenes. Um, but for the simple reason that I feel like you know when the when the story is good it's really good and then when the story bugs the hell out of me it really bugs the hell out of me so for me it's inconsistent and for that reason I rated average. Oh. Would you consider this story in your head to be a Dalek story? Because it's very much yeah, there's a hell of a lot of Daleks there, but it's very much about the characters, and I know. Um, being a Dalek, um, with with Oswin is is an important part of it, um, and the love prevailing um, over the and humanity winning out, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, that's all a theme with the Daleks as well. But it's not a Dalek story in the sense that they are the main menace running around killing everyone. Um, so, with that in mind, would you consider it to be a Dalek story? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I think it's not really. They are there, but the stories, as you say, Rob, it's it's much more to do with the themes of the characters and their humanity and humanity winning out. 
So, yeah, I mean, would you say no? No, it's not. It's not one that yeah. comes to mind when I, I think of the greats. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, it was good. Uh, so yeah, always watch an episode twice, even if you have to wait fifteen years or so. And um, it's always better the <laughs> yeah. next time round. So, um, what's coming up next week, Liam? Well, uh, we mentioned Gallifrey earlier. We are returning to Gallifrey. Yay. And Amsterdam. Mm. We'll be looking at the season 20 story, Arc of Infinity. That's cool. Um, So, yeah, listeners can um, wait till next week um, to listen to that. Or if you would like to support us on Patreon... You can go to Patreon and search for Cloister Bell Podcast. And you will have access to that episode right now. Yeah, right now. Right now. So thanks for a great chat, Liam. Thanks um, to all the listeners and the patrons for the support. Anything you'd like to mention before we go, Liam? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not Is there anything you want to mention? Nah. Um, oh, uh, I tried making some music, but it was a bit naff. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Oh, would you, I'll just go back to the drawing board and, and try again, yeah? Yep, if at um, first you don't succeed. Okay, um, have you got any um, inspiration you want to throw in my way? Uh, just do a good job, bro. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great, oh well, we'll see, we'll see how it turns out. Well, yeah. um, bye everyone. See you bye, next everyone. week.